Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Drifting Prime, and I am your host, Gerald Hernandez, and this week's guest is Tyler Berry. Tyler Berry has actually been on before in the past. Um, I can't remember which episode he was on. Uh, this is actually his first year in competition. He ran in the East 10 Drift Series. He actually placed fourth overall, uh, which he, he fucking barely, barely missed um, his points. It came down to, like, one battle that uh, another guest... Uh, was supposed to win for him to get his license, but he did not. Um, but that guest got his license. That's uh, Matt Mogison. But we're talking about Tyler Berry this week. Um, super cool dude. Drives a BMW E36 with a turboed M52, I th- believe. I think. Don't quote me on that one. I could be wrong. Uh, maybe. But uh, if you guys want to listen to our original episode, that's episode 25. Uh, that was the first time I had him on. This is kind of like a recap of a season, what he's doing, what he plans on doing next year, all that fun stuff. But uh, thank you, and I hope you guys enjoy the show. What's up? What's up, man? How are you? Good. How are you doing? Doing all right. Sorry about that. My uh, I had to bribe my dog with some treats to get him in the damn house. <laughs> Bacon. E- uh... We got these little, like, <laughs> T-bone steak things. Close yeah. enough. How's everything, man? Good. Good. Just uh, getting ready for the holidays. How about you? Uh, same. I've done yeah. zero shopping, and I'm probably going to do it all this weekend on Amazon or something. Yeah. Can totally relate. <laughs> <laughs> so, everyone's getting an Amazon box, and they can open, yep. they can open that. I'll put, like, a ribbon on it or a bow and a name <laughs> don't even take it out of it well you still gotta open it so still technically the same thing yeah i guess you're right they all and i'll make sure there's box cutters everywhere so they can uh open them neatly um <laughs> uh, so for uh if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself sir oh my name is tyler berry um don't know what you want me to say about myself uh, I'm a, a boy. Uh, okay. <laughs> we don't have to be gender specific. It's okay. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. Drive. Where do you drive? Oh, How long okay. you been driving? Uh, I drive an E36. Uh, driving now since the beginning of 2017. Uh, kind of started out just a grassroots driver until this year and competed in the East 10 Drift Pro M Series. This wasn't your first year competing, right? Yeah. Oh, it was? Oh, shit. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. How'd you, so what did, how well did you do this year? Uh, well, we ended up fourth overall, and I guess you kind of got a glimpse of that whenever you were talking to Matt Mogensen about how tight the last round was. It yeah. actually came down to the last battle. So um, if he would have won that last battle, I would have been third overall and got my Pro 2 license. But Nick Novak won it. Oh, and, uh, well, he already had it too, huh? Right. So, but they didn't trickle it down for some reason. So, kind of sucks, but oh well. Um, after seeing, you know, what went on during the season this year and, you know, how they were driving, I think I could definitely use another year of Pro Am just to get my stuff in order and improve driving. So, I'm not very mad. I just, I hate to spend the money again. I <laughs> yeah, it's it's not cheap not cheap at no. all. but didn't you b- 
build your car up to last year so are you doing that again are you just kind of maintaining it now yeah i mean we didn't really have any issues last year um so it's really just at this point i mean i think during this off season we're going to do a leak down and maybe do some compression tests and see make sure everything's good as far as the engine goes but we didn't have a bit of trouble uh with the car other than uh just boost controller issues trying to mess with that and get some uh quicker spool of the turbo okay so you know that that stuff is expensive when you're doing that and you're gonna go compete that whole season that adds up quick yeah it's uh it was a little expensive but i mean i think for not having a car that was prepared at the beginning of the year and then also adding in all the expenses for tires and travel and all that, we came out pretty cheap. Um, I know I, I listened to your podcast with Blake Vanthoff, which he was running the same series as us, and uh, we actually had a couple of battles together. But <clears throat> um, I mean, he was talking about how much he spent, and I can't even fathom to spend that much. Like, I just did a I released a YouTube video a couple of weeks ago. Um, and actually broke down all my my costs from Pro Pro Am this year, and uh, with adding the cage and <clears throat> buying my safety equipment, um, tires, travel, everything, I spent like a little over eleven thousand dollars. Yeah, that's not bad because some people spend twice as much as that just comp- right. Yeah, just trying to keep up their car and uh, competing. But you yeah. basically built it, and then did you go? Tur- were you already turbo, or did you go turbo for pro am? Uh, no, so we did. Uh, we had one year of having the turbo engine in before we did pro am. So all of 2018, we were running. Well, I say all of 2018, like three fourths of the season of 2018, we were turbo oh okay well so you're already used to the power delivery and stuff like that yeah it's just a little bit different um because everybody's using v8s so um during just grassroots drifting in 2018 i was driving with a bunch of guys that i drive with all the time so i know how they drive and my car was laggy but it felt normal because theirs was also laggy, but whenever we hit Pro-Am and I was seeing how much time I was losing from lag and also adding in the grippier tires and uh, adjusting, adjustments to the suspension and stuff like that, it it all contributed to some lag that I did not need if I was going to stay on top. Uh, what did you do to address that? Or what uh, are well, you doing? Uh, well, um, we did make a huge change before round four. Um, we were running a 315 diff um, all season, except for round four. We changed to a 391, and that helped significantly. I mean, I know that's not addressing the lag problem, but... Acceleration. It, in, in a sense, yeah. I mean... It it gave us it felt like it gave us a lot more torque, um, 
but the lag, I mean, we, we just adjusted the boost controller. Every round we were adjusting it. Okay. Um, finally found a kind of a sweet spot for it. And um, once we found that sweet spot, then we started having trouble with it overboosting uh, due to load because we were dropping tire pressure and all that stuff to account for the 23 or 24 pounds of boost we were running. So um, we had to air up the tires a little bit more, and we finally got rid of it. So I don't know. Round four, we, we figured the car out pretty good, which sucks, but it was a learning year. So Yeah. What would you say is like probably one of the biggest things you learned this year? Uh, consistency is key. Um, I think that was one thing that every round everybody said that I had was consistency. Um, I, I've learned that as long as you can throw down consistent lines in practice, you're going to, you're going to be up top on qualifying because they don't really have like qualifying seating type deal like FD. It's like you go out and practice and your practice laps are your qualifying. So as long as you're throwing down consistent laps, then you're going to be up top. Okay, that's that obviously helped from running uh, grassroots for so long, I assume. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, because I, mean, I wish I did, because I didn't, and uh, still suck, so... <laughs> I'm sure you don't suck. <laughs> oh, not good. <laughs> I feel like in every one of these podcasts, you never give yourself credit for anything. <laughs> mm. That's just how I am because I always want to do better. Yeah. So, and then when I do oh. do something good, I just kind of don't really say much about it. Yeah. Um, well, I kind of feel you when it comes to my chases. Um, my my leads are great, but when it comes to chases, I suck. <laughs> I, get, I get nervous and I start to fondle around in the car and just wash it out and suck it up. Yeah, it's just uh, something that happens, unfortunately. Yeah. What do yeah. you think? What makes you get nervous? Just crashing? I don't know. No, I think it's just the the pressure. Like, uh, I mean, I've I've always had issues with nerves um, since I was a kid. And being in that, like, even from round one, like, round one was really bad. Oh, like, really? I, I was so nervous. Like, I almost threw up, like, oh damn! right right before uh, competition started. I, I, I mean, the day of, I was brushing my teeth and almost threw up because I gagged. My nerves were so wrecked. <laughs> but we get to the track, and I go out and practice and everything. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I'm sucking it up. Like, I'm not hitting good lines. And then I going to the driver's meeting they're like oh by the way you qualified third i was like sweet nice and then we get we get to the battles and then i'm going up against number one qualifier so my nerves are just wrecked and i don't know i don't know what it, i think it's just hey this i've got all this money on the line i have to do good or else i'm going home like i don't know i just feel like there's a lot of pressure and it it being my first year of competition and coming out and seeing all these guys who like, this is what they do from year to year. They travel around and do like the shootouts and stuff like that. So I know that I'm up against a lot and me wanting to knock it out my first year. 
that pressure is just is heavy. Yeah, I I don't really get nervous like that. Not not to the extent where like I want to throw up. That's well, that's just that's me. Like, <laughs> no, no, that's understandable. <laughs> it's how I've always been. I don't know why, but uh, it's just something about the pressure. You figure out a way to cope with that yet? Still um, working on it. Yeah, uh, just take deep breaths. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my whole crew, like, I would be sitting in the car already strapped in and have my helmet on and gloves and arm restraints, and they could tell that I was nervous. And they were just like, hey, man, it's just a Sunday fun day. Don't even worry about this. If you win, you win. If you lose, you lose. No big deal. You came out and you qualified so-and-so and we're already placed in so-and-so and just go out there and drive like it's a fun day. Don't even worry about it. But like I told them, easier said than done. Yeah, I can see that. What, what are your chases like Like when you're just doing a fun event? Are you fine? Oh, yeah. Like are you able to like stick it great. to someone's door and everything like that? Yeah, like I just posted, um, if you looked on my story today, I actually linked one of my old uh, videos that I posted on Instagram and it's me following my friend Rick and then today I actually posted his follow of me that same day and even he commented he was like dude me and you run great together and you can tell how confident I am in chasing because of how close I am to him and in, in my follow but on competition day, I don't know if it's – it might just be the nerves that get to me that cause me to screw up, but it seems like it happens every time. Yeah, it, it's it's understandable. I just – I'm trying to relate, but I, I just don't get nervous for some reason. Not like the, <laughs> not to the extent you do, like for sure yeah. not to the extent you do. I get like a little nervous right before like qualifying, and then once I do the burnout, I'm fine. Yeah. Then I'm like, oh, yeah, I got I something think, to do. And I feel like, cause do you guys qualify like you get a run and then you come back and then you get another run? Or <laughs> No, we get a run, we wait for everybody else to go, and then you get your run again. Okay, but you get you get two runs of qualifying. And then, yeah. see, that would make me even more nervous. <laughs> it, it's... You get two runs, whereas we get all day or all morning until, I think course was normally hot at like 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And you get you get until like twelve or one o'clock with two drivers meetings in between, and I mean that's all seat time, and those are your those are your qualifying runs. Okay, do you guys? Um, damn, I lost my train of thought. Um, do you guys have one or two days of uh, of an event? Or is it just a one-day deal? No, it's it's a, like so they they rented the track out for two days each event, but the first day was meant for competition, and I guess the second day was kind of like a if we don't get finished on the first day, then we run into the second day, which never happened. But um, so then in that case, since they already had the track rented out, they always advertised the Sunday as like a a grass day come out and have fun and bring your car and drive with everybody and all that stuff but oh, okay so no. essentially it's a it's a single day event yeah bristol they actually planned on doing two days um just because there was supposed to be a concert inside the stadium that mm-hmm. night 
so we were supposed to be out of there by like four o'clock or something like that. But and so what they were going to do was they were going to do practice slash qualifying and then the top 32 the first day and then do top 16 with some practice beforehand on the second day. But they ended up canceling the concert. So we squeezed it all into one day. Ah, okay. So, oh, that's right. You guys get top 32. I forgot about that. Yeah. But that gives, that's cool because it gives everybody a chance to uh, drive and stuff like that. You guys don't do a double elimination, right? Yeah, they did. Oh, they do? Oh, shit. Okay. It was a... Uh, I feel like it kind of sucked at some times until it worked in our favor. Like, <laughs> it just sucks because you're... Like, you... I go up for a buy run. Uh-huh. And then I'm sitting there waiting for Battle 25 because, like, that's the next run that I'm in. So I just sit there and wait for 25 battles so it was really uh i guess you'd say irritating because I, I all these people are out there getting seat time because they're they would lose a battle and then they would immediately have to go up against someone else to get back in and then they battle again and then they're in the top 16 so by the time you know i've i've only battled one time plus a buy run and some of the people have already battled like three or four times. So the seat time that they have versus mine where I'm just sitting around waiting, it kind of sucks. But it does come into your favor when you are out your first battle, which happened to me at uh, around three. Mm. Yeah, round three. So, yeah, I mean, it's got its its pros and cons, but. And you have to do a lot more traveling than I do. That's for damn sure. And you're out of what state again? I'm in Tennessee. Okay, so you had to do a little bit of traveling throughout the south, right? Yeah, I mean, I was pretty centralized through all the events. Oh, okay. What was, I, uh, what was your longest drive? Uh, it was like four and a half hours. That's, that's not fucking bad. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> Bristol, which was round three, was literally an hour and a half away. Oh, nice. And okay. Nashville was like two and a half hours, three hours. Yeah. So. We're, uh, I get, I'm babied over here, man. Like, Irwindale's like eight miles from my house. Wow. The hop, skip, and a jump. And if anything happens, <laughs> like, I I can always come home. Yeah. If any like major thing needs to happen, but we only get like one day. We get a lot of seat yeah. time because we have like low driver count right now, and I'm thinking, I'm hoping it it increases next year. Um, but are you doing top drift or just I do, drift? I do just no no no. Those are one and the same. Oh, they are. Yeah. Okay. What's the other one? Uh, the drift league. That's the one I run in. Drift league. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're a little bit. So the drift league is a little bit more. Um, strict like as far as safety stuff they want you to have you know a few extra things on top of what just like every other normal pro-am series is requesting like you know just the cage um i'm not sure if just drift even requires like intrusion bars um it on their website it does say like hey if you're gonna build a race car please follow Excuse me. Um, please follow, you know, the formula, the D rule, uh, formula drift rule book as far as like safety stuff is concerned. Like, you know, no hacking up, you know, the car in between, um, 
the suspension mounting points like anything outside of that is fine you know have the intrusion bars they want you to have it but it's like not a huge huge deal but i've also seen people get called for not having like something on the bottom of their fuel cell for mm-hmm. only having like it just sitting in there and then i've seen people get away with it too so it's it's Aren't i guess it's if they series going to that rule book though they're supposed to and that's what i was told well i can't say they're supposed to because it's not happening from my understanding um <laughs> that was the plan but i think they're kind of working on it yeah like it's in the air and eventually it'll finally i'm sure it'll finally happen because it kind of makes sense you know from a safety standard yeah you know throw a drive shaft loop in um things like that I do- I do feel like it does kind of, it kind of hurts drivers because, you know, they're in pro-am and they're having to spend all this money to get their car into a shape as if it were a pro two car. Yeah. And I I don't feel like that's fair to some people. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And then at the same time, it's like, it is a safety issue. So I do see why they want it done. Yeah. Um, but also like if you do plan on going pro two, and I know some guys don't, they just want to do prom. That's cool too. Um, like that's just one less fucking thing you have to do later. Yeah. But I mean, if you like, like this year, my car, uh, it has like the bare minimums to be legal for FD. Mm-hmm. Like, well, not, I guess it's not completely legal for FD, but like I, I, I read the rule book for East 10 and which, you have to have an FD spec cage. You have to have arm restraints. If you don't have window nets, you have to have a fire suit. Like all, I got all that stuff. But like, if I was made to purchase, like, if I was made to have like, you know, a tube rear end or tube front end, and have to have that, you said, what are they doing with the trans tunnel? Oh, just a drive shaft hoop. That's twenty five like bucks. That. Like, That's twenty five bucks. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah. it's not a it's not a fabrication it, thing. It it is a little bit on the BMW, at least the one I had. Um, so I had the LS with the Muncie, which is this basically the same mounts in the same way a dog box does. Um, like I bought the one from I think it was like Summit or eBay, wherever I got it from. They're only like twenty five bucks. Uh, but I actually had to cut mine and then weld it in a few spots because it wouldn't fit because the tunnel in the BMW is like so tight. And mm-hmm. then like the one in the Cadillac, it, I drilled fucking two holes on each side and it bolted right in. Mm, okay. So I, I guess it just kind of just depends on which car. Uh, yeah. But that, this one was like a hell of a lot easier. Yeah. So it, I guess it kind of depends on what you got going on with uh, yeah, your car. I guess, I guess you're right. But I, I would have hated to have had to spend all of that my first season of Pro-Am as opposed to, like, I built a car that is going to get me into a competition series and then I can save money to add on to what I've got to make it Pro Pro 2 legal. Yeah, and then there's, like, a another thing that I had, not necessarily a conversation, but just, like, things that were mentioned like a lot of the pro guys think that all the pro am guys are overbuilding their cars and which is completely true. But at the same time, it's like, okay, a lot of these people plan on taking this car and moving up with it. So it's kind of like, well, do I want to build an entirely new car for pro two, which is, you know, right. I assume twice, twice as much money. 
to run in the Pro-Am series. I, I think, like, on competition stuff last year, I spent, like, four grand because I'm not very good. So you don't go through a whole lot of tires when you're not good or when your nah. car's not running the whole time. Um, and that's And that's me being generous with the four grand. Like, it's probably probably closer to like three grand but then again i live down the street from the track so i spend ten dollars in fuel to get there yeah that was one thing that i definitely considered going into the competition stuff was like you know i'm don't i don't know that i'm gonna have money to switch chassis after pro-am so i went ahead and whenever rice fab did my cage i told them to use fd spec or FD rule book. So he did, it's an FD spec cage. Yeah. So um, see, so that I can take that chassis with me if I go to pro two. And then if I use it for pro one, it's ready to go. And I don't know if you necessarily need to have a tube rear in pro no, in pro I mean, because I know Rad Dan barely tubed the Supra rear last year because he crashed it into the wall around one. Yeah. Not last year. Was it last year or the year before? Uh, uh, it was either 2019 or 20. One? Yeah, he he put that it in was, the. That was two years ago, I think. Yeah, uh, so 2018 season. Yeah, he put it in the back. He backed it into the wall, and then he tuned no, it. Maybe that was this year. I don't think it was I this don't year. Remember. Yeah, he's 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 gotten a few accidents. I think he hit the wall at Texas this year too. I don't remember. That one I don't remember. Um. But I know, like, he brought another car for Seattle. What yeah, was before Seattle? Baby Blue. Yeah. Uh, Seattle, let's see. Was it St. Louis? That wasn't before Seattle, was it? Uh, I don't remember. It might have been. It was that or Jersey. I can't keep track of all of them. I know. It's, it's Although there's only... I mean, someone's listening like, you fucking eight. idiots, it was this one. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you the first one and the last one. Yeah. There's always somebody. Um. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. But I don't think you have to have that. I know that I think you do have to have a rear bash bar, but I'm not sure. I got to relook at the rule book because I have like a front bumper, the stock one. I don't have a bash bar up front. Yeah. Um, it's not great, but it'll work. Yeah, I don't I don't have any bash bars. I'm using stock bumpers, so if somebody hits me, I'm sorry for their car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My stuff is not moving. Yeah, I know. I I have one rear bash bar. That's just because it came with the car that I bought. And then the guy actually sold the front bash bar. Um, so I know the guy who owns that. I try to buy it off of him, but he's like, it's, it's I'm not selling it. Yeah. I was like, damn you. <laughs> yeah, but um, what did you uh, learn about tires and stuff like that this year? Because uh, now that you're running a whole lot more grip, car set up differently. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much I learned about them other than they're freaking expensive. Um, what tires were you running? I was running the Accelera uh, 651 Sports from Tire Streets. How many tires were you going through in a weekend when you when you placed well? Well, I mean, I I went through average of eight. Eight to ten in the weekend, and then if we're going 
based on the price on their site, it's like what 120 bucks a pop. Uh, I mean, I was a sponsored driver, so I got a little bit off of that. Like I was, I was paying ninety-one dollars a tire. Yeah, that's not cheap. Ship. Okay, that's but, that's I mean, not bad. I've got, but then you still got to mount them. Yeah, that's ten dollars a piece. Yep. So that's like a nationwide thing, huh? <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> so that's four hundred dollars alone just to mount the tires that I went through, and then ninety-one dollars a tire shipped. 40 of those it was not cheap and so you're about uh, what four grand in tires yeah yeah that's uh that's a big expense um have you tried any other tires are you planning on sticking with accelerate for next year as well uh i've actually already talked to kaylee uh, over at tire streets and i think we're gonna stick with them again for this year awesome or or 2020 um just because of how well they were i mean they lasted a lot better than what I thought that they were going to. How many um, laps were you getting out per tire? Well, the last round was kind of iffy because it was a bank track, so it wasn't as good as the other tracks oh, as okay. far as tire wear. Yeah. But, like, when we were in Bristol and the other tracks, we were getting, like, maybe four to five laps for a set of tires. Okay. So, which I mean, they're going to the what you said about some cars being overbuilt in Pro-Am. There were some that were, and I'll guarantee you they were getting maybe two lap, two three laps out of a set of tires. Yeah, that's what so. I don't want to do. Like I'm, yeah, whatever. I- horsepower this thing makes it makes and uh, we're gonna work with that because uh i've seen like a lot of people struggle with that they're like oh i went through and i had two laps on this set of tires i'm like how much horsepower do you have they're like 600 i'm like don't need that in my life i mean it's cool to say it i mean it's awesome like if you watch like some of the videos that i've posted like the drone footage and stuff seeing how much smoke boils off of those tires is an awesome sight but just seeing the money that's boiling off of the tires <laughs> yeah. is not fun. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I can imagine. Um, I'm trying to figure out like what I'm gonna do for next year because so I bought like these Milestar tires and they're not bad, but I didn't get enough. I haven't driven on them enough to like like really fill them out. I got like two and a half laps, and then the car broke. Mm. So, I'm trying to see what happens, but I do know that they smoke a lot. Yeah, a lot more than any other tire I've ran. Yeah. So that was uh, a cool factor when I got some pictures of him. Is there any where over there that, uh, like maybe have tires that you could get significantly cheaper just because they're close by? Uh, I know that. There's a lot. I think a lot of them are based out of SoCal. Like I think Achilles is, if I'm not mistaken, as well as Falcon and Nexon. But I don't know if they really kind of like. I know any pro am series, any pro am driver can apply to be a driver for those guys. You know whether Mm -hmm. or not they accept you is completely different. Right. Um, But I think that kind of would trickle down to anybody can kind of apply for it, and whether or not they accept you is. 
Yeah. Kind of how that works. But I, I wonder if it would be like the same price as Pro 2, too. Like 100 bucks a tire. Is that how much it is for Pro 2 drivers? Uh, according to the rule book, yeah. But that's oh, mounted. There. That's also mounted, from my understanding, so what I Pro, read. Formula Drift sells them those tires. I don't know if it's Formula Drift. I think that's the deal to be Pro 2. Um, like, because uh-huh. there's only Nexon and Achilles available. I think that's part of their deal. It's like, hey, you can't charge more than this, and it has to be like a mounted and. I think we need to call up Rome. What do you think? Uh, you know, we can ask them. <laughs> but that's, I'm just going off what the rule book says. I, this is also from what yeah, I remember, not, like from a, the I know 2018 they, book. You have to have those tires and run those tires, but I didn't know if Formula Drift purchased all of those tires for the track and then you have to buy them from them, or if Achilles actually reaches out to you and says, hey, this is going to be your price on these tires. I don't think they reach out to you. Well, I mean, no. Unless, like, you're just really good. Yeah. But I don't see them just being like, hey, this guy I got... Meant, I, meant this. Like, I meant like they tell you what price it is as opposed to Formula Drift. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, no, uh, I think that's kind of like the deal with them is they're, they're like, hey, we need to keep costs down. So if you want to be a tire provider for the series... You know, I'm pretty yeah. sure it was negotiated. It wasn't just being like, yeah, here, take this and run with it. $100 a tire. I thought they were getting them a lot cheaper than that. Uh, hang on. I'm going to read it right now because I just opened it up just to find out for sure. And uh, I know that it's it's supposed to be like a flat rate, if I'm not mistaken. Um, where is it? I can't find the goddamn tire. Section... Probably read the damn index. Let me see. Uh, give me one second. It is engine, drivetrain, suspension, chassis, blah, blah, blah. Vehicle eligibility. Where can I find it? Damn it. Mm. Oh, it's way in the damn back. Okay, so right here it says all tires must be purchased from an, atish- an official tire supplier. Um, sponsorship of teams is up to the discretion of official tire suppliers. Tire pricing will be 100 per tire, including delivery, mounting, and trackside support. Oh, that's mounted. Yeah. Delivery. Okay. So all you got to do is take your car with some wheels. Yeah. So that's... I guess that's fair. I think so. Not, I guess, and also, it sounds like that's like a you are not in a contract with a tire company. Bring your car, and if you need tires, we have them. Yeah, it just says who do you want to like. Depending on which tires you want to run, you kind of contact either or. Um, yeah. So I'm sure if you're like a sponsored driver, you get a better deal than that. Yeah, and then I also heard that. Um, that doesn't matter what the sidewall says on the tire. They actually measure, like Formula Drift has their own tool for measuring. And that's what it's based off of. Mm. But that's hearsay. So until you're actually there and you know, I'm not I mean, sure. What do they do today? You just come by and measure every single tire that you have on your car? I think they probably just measure it. Like, because the, the rule book states it's like um, nothing. I think when it originally came out, it was like nothing over 260 millimeters of actual of the physical 
width. And then I know that like some car or some, um, some tires will run wider than what they say on the sidewall or they'll, they'll be a little bit more narrow. Yeah. So formula drift, since they're not all consistent, formula drift has their own, they physically measure it from my understanding. Hmm. But, uh, I'm not 100% sure. Cause the rules, ver- rules, rules. Yeah. I'd have to find like an old book and I don't have it anymore, but I do remember it specifically said that in the past. Like not to exceed 260 millimeters um, from end to end. Yeah. But I wonder, I wonder how that would work if like for certain tires that um, let's just say someone's running a, th- um, a narrow, a narrower wheel with really low tire pressure. Like it can kind of, I get, I don't know. Maybe they, they measure like the actual track that's put down. Uh, I don't know. No now I, I want to know. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that's that's for later and then you still yep. plan on doing pro too like if you do get your license next year oh yeah okay sweet yeah i mean as long as of course as long as sponsorship slash funding is there of course we yeah. will would you if you can keep it around i don't know let's say 15 grand would you just go for it anyways yeah, I mean, isn't that what Rome said that he spent? Yeah, he said he spent about fifteen grand, and that's yeah. I heard that a, number, and I was like, "Wow, that's crazy! Like, that's so cheap." But he's to also, but he was also be. really smart about it. Like, he said how he found out like it was cheaper to fly in and out of uh, yeah. Florida than it was Atlanta, so he did it that way. You know what I mean? Like, that's just yeah. It, he did his homework, and he was ready to. He was ready for it. Like Airbnbs yeah. are cheap. I found out. Didn't even know that. My, yeah, uh, the only the only thing that I would say is like, and I think Matt kind of touched on this too because I think you guys were talking about Rome's plan. Um, whenever he would drive like over to the East Coast and he would just leave his truck and the rest of his rig here, what do I mean? If that's my daily driver, then what am I gonna do for a car? <laughs> like your get a shitbox. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, uh, so recently I got a work a company vehicle. They, uh, I got a new job, and uh, so they were paying me per mile. And then, mm-hmm. so in California, the IRS is fifty eight cents per mile. But they had so what I do, I drive all over SoCal. There's no place I don't go or anything like that. So they had me drive back and forth from LA to San Diego for like ten days straight. And then he's like, hey, I had to pay $1,700 last month to drive your truck. He's like, I can't afford that. He's like, I'm going to have to put you in mine. So he put me in his truck, and now I don't put any miles on my truck. Nice. I filled it up like a week and a half ago. It's never had a gas that long in it. (laughs) It's usually like three days max, four days if I'm pushing it, and I'm having to refill. And that thing's like 90 bucks a pop. Was it a diesel? No, I wish. Uh, just, gas is expensive here, so. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's just California like a. Tank. I think it's like a twenty-six <laughs> gallon tank. Yeah, it's it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, gas is like for eighty-seven here. It's like two thirty, two forty. Uh, I think I saw it here for eighty-seven, like three thirty-five, the lowest today. Since I'm always curious, like as because. 
they pay for gas, but I'm not an idiot. Like, I'm not going to just going to go be an asshole and be like, oh, here's $4 gas. Let me fill up. They're paying for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I still even use my Costco card to fill up their truck. Like, it doesn't bother me. And not to mention, they pay me by the hour, so I'll wait at Costco. Yeah. But, um, so that thing doesn't get any more miles on it. But if that is your only vehicle, shitbox. Yeah. And then, I guess so. You know, but not everyone wants to drive a shipbox because it's not comfortable. Yeah, but I mean, shoot, if you have a race car, who cares? Yeah, I feel I feel you on that. <laughs> I used to I used to have like this big thing about that, like I wanted like a really nice street car and all this other fun stuff, and all that shit went out the window as soon as I I like had a, officially had a race car. Like I didn't care. It didn't bother me. I I drove like a clapped out Jeep XJ for years. <laughs> But I had a race car, so who cared? Who gives a shit? Yep. Uh, what is your what is your daily slash tow vehicle like? What do you what are you driving, and what's your uh, trailer setup like? Uh, I drive a 2014 Chevy 1500. Okay. Uh, with a open trailer. Uh, I don't know the. I want to say it's like a. Tw- uh, Twenty footer, maybe. Okay. Do you have a tire rack on it and stuff, or no? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's. I a, actually just added the tire rack before round four. It's so nice having that thing. Yeah, it uh, definitely freed up some space in the bed of the truck for more room for activities. Yeah. No, I uh, I go down the street and my truck is full. Like, and I have, I only get like seven tires on my rack because the trailer I bought. Um, it came with a rack on it already. So, mm-hmm. and I got it like for a bitch and dill, even though it's kind of small and my car hangs over it pretty, you know, significantly. Um, but it came with like the tire rack and everything. And then I load my entire toolbox in the back of my truck. Cause it's just, I feel like it's just easier, you know, like a roll around toolbox. Yeah. How do you load it? <laughs> Uh, so what I do is I make sure I put the back wheels like on the um, my driveway, right at where like the um, the hell would you call that where the sidewalk and the street meet, so it's the lowest mm-hmm. point. And then obviously I drop the tailgate, and then we have some ramps. That no, actually I don't have ramps. Andrew has ramps, my buddy, and I usually borrow his that he got from Home Depot for like a hundred bucks, some aluminum ramps, mm-hmm. and then just roll it up on there. Which is sketchy because I'm usually doing it alone and my toolbox probably weighs, I don't know, like 600 pounds. Yeah. So as long as it doesn't fall, we're good. Yeah. But I usually try to get a running start too. Um, how do you take your tools? In bags and stuff? Yeah. Um, I did that. just pack small, like those snap-on zip bags and... There's like two of those that we take and then torque wrenches in a hard case and uh, jacks. I mean, no, we just throw those in the bed of the truck. It's like, so. uh, have you seen those Home Depot ones, those carts? It's a toolbox, but it's a cart. Yeah. That's kind of how mine is. Okay. Same concept. Um, you know, you fit plenty of tools. That is my only toolbox, so. Yeah. Um, well, I actually, see, that would be nice. Like, we would take 
tools from a toolbox, like a yeah, I know. snap-on toolbox, <laughs> and put it in a bag. Take it with us. And when we got back, we have to take them out of that and put it back in the toolbox. <laughs> yeah, dude, that thing from, I think, there's a few people that use them. I, I know uh, Micah Diaz used one. Yeah? Yeah, he just grabbed one. My buddy Andrew uses one. Just the U.S. General ones. That's what they're called, I think. Um, from Harbor Frey. And they, they load all their tools in there. Uh, I like my buddy Andrew. He has, he has like a really nice Matco toolbox at home. And then he has like his unit, his U.S. General, and that one he doesn't really touch. It's like his track only toolbox. Yeah, I'm looking at them right now as we speak. Yeah, they're not I a bad. Re- they're not a bad investment. The 30 inch five drawer. That'll work. It's like 230 dollars. Yeah, they're never 230 dollars. <laughs> That's what it says, man. From Harbor Freight, dude. There's a coupon every week. <laughs> oh, and you get it for like 120 bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, that would be the idea thing to do. the 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 thing that I would get scared of most is if you're going to use ramps to load it, is you get a running start and those little wheels catch the front of the ramp and just flip the box over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's not the brightest idea. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's what I need. But the ramp the ramps are pretty good. I actually, uh, ramps are actually from home from home depot um from fucking harbor freight too i want to show you um they really work great i have no problem with them i need to buy myself a set in fact i should have put it on my my freaking christmas wish list (laughs) but that's what i do i don't know about you but like people are like what do you want for christmas like my girlfriend i was like here's a link that's what I told my wife. We trans- were going over our Christmas list the other day. I was tra- like, I don't need a toolbox. Transmission rebuild kit. There you go. There's your five grand Christmas present. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, you're not just going to rebuild it with straight yeah. cut gears and... No, I wish you could. I was look- I've been digging, digging, and I cannot find anybody who does anything like that. Dude, a friend of mine, Ethan Parnell... He, I just watched a video from him. He went to that, I don't know if it's advertised out that way, but that Clutch Kickers event down in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw an end car from him, and I messaged him because I've driven his car before and didn't notice it, but he has a sequential now. So I messaged him, and I was like, did you get a sequential? And he goes, it's this S1 shift kit. It's like a... A bolt-on kit that makes your H pattern into a sequential. Oh, is his for the uh, T56? Yeah, I think that's what he has, T56. Yeah, two of, my, two of the guys I know just got him. That looks amazing. I wish they offered that for a BMW. I actually messaged him on Instagram and have not heard back from them. Uh, I mean, that kit was only, from what I saw, it's only like a $1,500 kit, which is so worth not popping out of gear and stuff like i have before yeah uh, shifting into the wrong gear yeah that's so two of the guys i know uh ian archer got one so he was on a couple weeks ago and uh he had actually had like his his third gear was already starting to fail and when he put it in it finally went uh actually not his third gear uh one of his forks broke inside the transmission so they it finally took a shit so he ended up having to get it rebuilt but he said now it's like butter, like no issue. Yeah. And then um, another friend I have, 
Eddie, can't remember his damn last name at the moment. Uh, he drives a new Edge Mustang over here, but he just ordered one. And he was saying how it's pro it's going to be cheaper for him to not only make do the sequential, but also do the straight cut gears inside the T56 than it would be for him to go dog box. Because now he would, not only would he need like a $5,000 transmission, um, he also needs a bell housing. He's also going to need a new drive shaft, make a new mount, and all that other mm -hmm. stuff. And he's like, this is cheaper for me. And he's like, it's just as strong. To do the conversion? Yeah. That's that's what I was told, so I, I didn't fact check that. So Yeah, that would, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I would rather spend $1,500 and get you know a couple years or three years out of it and maybe have to replace my factory transmission than have to replace a thirteen or $15,000 sequential gearbox. Yeah, those things are nuts. You seen the Samsonis ones? Yeah. I didn't even I, know I that. Actually, they started messaging me on, uh, or not messaging me, but liking all of my stuff on Instagram, Samsonis. So I like reached out to them. I'm like, hey, maybe this is a sponsorship opportunity or something. So <laughs> I like, reached no. out to them. Like, <laughs> I said, thanks for the likes. Um, I'm, I've really been looking into what a sequential would cost me if I decided to do it before pro two. And the, I guess the lady who was messaging me was marketing and, uh, she was like, I'm actually not the person you should talk to about sponsorship, but here's the person. And she goes, but I can tell you about pricing. And she told me that like their base, their entry level transmission was like 13 grand. I'm like, Oh man. Yeah, wait, no. wait, is that for their H pattern or their sequential? No, that's for the sequential. Yeah, they have an H pattern too, I guess. Yeah, but if you're doing it, go go hard or go home. I don't. I've never driven one. I like the idea of them. I but drove I, uh, Nick Nobacks because he's got one. Oh, that's right. He has a uh, he has RTS. He has Ricks. Yeah, he has Ricks. But that was pretty cool. Um, scary when it hits when it clicks into gear because it makes all that racket, which I guess any straight cut years would do but it was definitely definitely fun like it felt like you break you broke something yeah because it you know a dog box when you put it in gear it's like sounds like you just blew the engine up my um, uh my transmission does that when i go into reverse because it's you know broken <laughs> <laughs> and everyone like saw the four speed pattern so everyone's like oh you got a dog box in that i was like no not at all <laughs> So now I just like put it in first before I try to get into reverse because if not it'll just it'll clunk real bad. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that's on its way out. That's why I'm rebuilding it this hopefully next month actually. Is that another weak link just like the diffs or is that just because you beat crap out of it? Uh, in the CTSV chassis in general. Yes. No. So aren't uh, the diffs I, like I run a Muncie. Yes. Oh, yes, okay. I run a Muncie, so I basically run a four-speed, but the they came with a T56 of their own. I got you. Yeah. Uh, the diffs are like glass. I do have one from an SRX, though, and it has the 391 gear ratio in it. And then I also run the LS2 axles. So they're, Is that the SUV, the SRX? Yeah. They both... Huh. So the, the diff is shared between the SRX, the CTSV... The Saturn Sky and the Pontiac Soltise. Hmm. Yep. So that's how I got a 391 with limited slip for 
fucking $150 to my door. Nice. Yeah, and it was brand new. I was like, holy shit. And then my dumbass didn't know it was limited slip because, you know, I didn't do enough research like an asshole. Did you weld it? Yep. <laughs> and I fucked it up when I welded it because I welded it like, so it has, you know how like the th- mm, your diff even has those axle stubs that go in to the diff? Yeah. Well, ours are all connected. So like on the Cadillac, it's one piece. So you don't yeah. unbolt it. You just, um, you just kind of s- slam it in there and then mm-hmm. it kind of locks into place. Well, my dumbass welded it in the wrong spot. And literally, it's like two millimeters, which is enough for me to not get my axle in all the way. So I ended up having to chuck that one. Wow. Yeah. I've, you know, uh, I almost made another mistake like that the other day, too. And I was like, let me double check something. When I was making, um, setting up my, my new gas pedal and stuff, I was ready to cut some shit off. And I was like, oh, I almost cut off the mounting bracket again. <laughs> you can just roll it back up. <laughs> no, I don't want to. That's more work. That's what I'm trying to do less of. So, yeah, I saw that on your story. Your pedal, that one that you had from a truck or something that you chopped into, or dude, it was just a fucking <laughs> terrible. I think the new pedal weighs like four pounds. The old one was like ten pounds from all yeah. the fucking shit I had to do to it. And then it was it was in the worst spot ever too. Like touching your kneecap. Uh, no, it's just like my, you know, when you kind of bend your foot all the way up as far as it can go. Yeah. Well, I needed that in like 10 more degrees to actually get the pedal comfortable. Nice. So you so, need a stick. Yeah. So now it's, uh, now it's right in the perfect spot. So hopefully that it works It looks out. like the pedal that came with those other two pedals, unless that's just a cover over top of it. No, that's. Because it looks exactly the same. That's the CTSV pedal. I ran a truck pedal, uh, silver auto pedal before. Oh, because your intake? Yeah. So. Your throttle body? Yep. I make poor decisions. You couldn't have just like put that sensor onto the CTSV pedal? No. Uh, the Originally, the CTSV, like the 05 and 04, were like very year specific. So only the gas pedal that came with it would work with the throttle body. And then not to mention the uh, TAC module that was for it, which is basically... Which, is like the communicator to talk from the gas pedal to the um, the throttle body. Mm-hmm. Well, when I originally pulled the engine out of my original Cadillac, I didn't know anything about it. So that went mm-hmm. to the junkyard. Nice. Yep. And then I looked online to see how much they were. And since they're like a one year only thing, people want like 500 bucks for them. <laughs> I was like, so, uh, Truck fucking throttle body it is. Yep. <laughs> hey, man, it worked. Didn't cause me any problems, though. So. Right now, I need to find, like, an LST throttle body because I cannot find one for the life of me. Everyone wants, like, a million dollars for them for whatever fucking reason. Um, but if I can find one for, like, 200 bucks, I'm going to jump on it. Yeah. Uh, other than... Uh, your small little boost issues. What else do you plan on doing to the car for next season? Um, of course, you always got to come swinging with a new wrap, so I need to work on that. Um, need to design something new for next year. But um, Do you think that 
takes away from anything else that you're doing? I mean, I could be doing my new sponsorship proposal right now, but I'm not. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about like that. Like financially. Oh, no, I mean. Like doing the I've, rap. Does that hurt you? Does that hurt your program at all? Like having to to do that? Or do you think it's more beneficial to have a new rap? Than... Well, luckily I'm working with a, a business that gave me an insane deal on a rap. So, oh, sweet. Um, you know, I mean, it was kind of a last minute thing. I, I hit him up and I said, hey, I've got this drawn out. I've quoted this from a couple of places and they're wanting, you know, upwards of two grand or more to wrap my car. What can you do it for? And he's like, man, bring it over to my shop one day and we'll sit down and we'll do it together. I'll, I'll show you the ins and outs. Well, first it started out with, I will send you the vinyl and you can do it, but it's very easy with the vinyl that we have because technology, the, uh, the vinyl technology that we use, like it, it doesn't bubble. So, it's very easy to lay and I'll just tell you the ins and outs. Well, then I started asking questions, how I should do this and this and this. And he goes, you know what? Just I'm fucking tired of you asking questions. Just come on. Well, by. No, not even that. Like I, 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 he was just like, you know what? I would love to help you out. If you want, just bring it by the shop. Sweet. So-and-so day and awesome. I'll wrap it for you. I'm like, yeah, but I can't afford to have you wrap it. And he goes, no, no, no. The, what I quoted you for the materials, just I'll wrap it for that. So I nice. paid, 300 bucks for a wrap. You're not supposed to tell people that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking uh, awesome, though. But, yeah, I mean, it's things like that that I took advantage of this year. Like, Yeah. And mm. I think that also helped me out with my budget. Like, I told him, hey, that's not in my budget. What can you do? And he threw a price out, and I was like, well, yeah, I mean. That I could so, afford. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's better than three grand for a wrap. Like, yeah. Nobody uh, got time for that. Just, uh, like, I have a livery that I never went and got. So, like, I well, I never went and got. That I never applied to the car. I never yeah. went and got it cut out or anything. And I wasn't planning on doing a wrap. I was just going to go get the, um, excuse me. I was just going to go get it uh, cut out, like, on some vinyl and then lay it on the car. Yeah. But I just didn't have the budget for it. Like, every dime I had went into um trying to like keep the car running or trying to figure yeah. something else out or trying to get some seat time and which seeing the minimal seat time i got last year that lets you know how broke i was like i couldn't afford it but i still went with right. it which i kind of regret but at the same time i don't so we'll see yeah but yeah i mean i don't think i mean if if the wrap was two or three grand yes i probably would not wrap the car i would probably just have a plain car like Adam LZ and just put my sponsors on there. Like, I actually like his car because of that. Yeah. I like a clean car. I mean, that, and that's what he was going for was it looks like a street car with stickers on it. Yep. So, that you could barely see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely think that if it wasn't for, you know, that company helping me out, I would not have done a wrap um, just because that was the last thing that I had on my to-do list and just so happened it worked out to where I could afford it. So, um, if it, if it were any more, I probably would have just skipped on it and just had somebody make some stickers for my sponsors and throw them on there. 
So do you uh, do you plan on like taking the whole car apart and kind of like just going through everything, just kind of make sure everything's still good? You know, there's no hairline cracks or anything like that in any suspension pieces. I know that the BMW chassis itself kind of have the issue with the rear subframe. Do you plan on like going yeah. through stuff like that? Yeah, I'd say. I mean, after or before each event, we always do like a a check on everything. But I think that we will before we start getting into some events for next season, we'll take it all apart and probably uh, do a lot, a lot, a lot of inspection to see because that rear subframe deal is pretty bad on those. And I bought those rear subframe. Uh, the plates. Plates from Condor and never put them on because when we had it apart, it, they weren't cracked and we were in a really big hurry to get it back together so um we decided to put those off for another day so probably should i probably should do that on the off season yeah um, <laughs> thinking that subframe out is just so stupid yeah that's crazy like bfw usually overbuilds their shit <laughs> not that part yeah i know right and I think it's even a problem in E46 too. Like, what are you doing? It's, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's a bigger problem than E46. Yeah. Um, uh, I got mine from some guy that was local here for like 80 bucks. He met me at a Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, and I was like, thanks. The plates? Yeah. Yeah. And then I did a horrible job welding them in because not a good welder. And this, like, if, if you think I'm a bad welder now, and if anybody's seen my welds, if you saw my welds, what shit three years ago it was way worse <laughs> way worse i don't remember who it was posted something up on their instagram the other day but it was on their story and it was like getting better at my wills and it looked like spaghetti well it probably looked like macaroni there was, first there was wire like you could see that they were using <laughs> a wire roller and it was like <laughs> wire that was connecting one piece to another and i don't know i can't explain it, what it looked like but it was it looked like they tried to uh i don't know it was just it was it looked like a spider web i and I'm, I'm not good at it but i'm i'm gonna have to practice a little bit because i'm trying to weld a dash bar in yeah or i got all the material for it and stuff so and i'm gonna be um my uh my steering column was always a little off of center. Like, it bugged the shit out of me because the last one was, like, perfect on the BMW, and then this one was fucking terrible. Um, so now I'm like, shit, I got to, like, practice welding because I haven't touched my welder in, like, six months. Right. But we'll see how that works out. Do you do yeah. – how much of your own work do you do? Well, I've never welded, I can tell you that. Well, no, that's fine, but but I know you work <laughs> on your own car. Uh, I mean, I, I don't do a whole lot of the big stuff. I mean, I will... I I tinker with it, but as far as the big stuff goes, I mean, I help with it, but the majority of it, my dad does. Okay, that's why I remember you telling me that you, your dad helps you out a lot. Yeah. Dude, that's, but that's cool, though. I'm ready, I'm ready to start diving into it a little bit more, so... I know, I think on the off season, I'm going to definitely start, you know, taking stuff apart on my own, 
and uh i mean not like take it apart like not put it back together right but take apart some stuff that i know about and just get more familiar yeah yeah Yeah. i mean i'm not gonna do like a full rebuild by myself so we will start you know youtube a lot yeah but exactly more people youtube shit and just learn how to do it and then it's funny because like i'll see a lot of memes like Oh, your mechanic YouTube's things to fix your car. I'm like, oh, but is your car fixed though? Yeah, then that's fine. <laughs> How's your car running? Good. Well, okay then. It keep. What is it? I keep googling stuff and it just keeps working. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. So it's. Uh, I mean, you have resources. Why not use it? Exactly. Uh, Everybody has a fucking internet. Like, I forgot how to tie my shoes one time and I YouTube it. There's everything out there. On YouTube, you yeah. could find out how to YouTube on YouTube. <laughs> that's that's pretty bad. Are people who don't know how to like Google search? Uh, are you in like any Facebook groups? <laughs> like, cause forums are kind of dead now. But like a lot of yeah. the Facebook groups, they're like, "What oil do you run?" Like, stop asking that fucking question. Just yeah. pick one. Yep. But. Read the hood. <laughs> right. Um. Any other like major plans other than East Ten Drift? What do you else do you plan on running next year? Um, so the guy who actually did my uh, my rap, he is starting a series called the Adrenaline Driving Series, and um, it's going to be kind of like a cross. It's going to be like the um, have you ever seen the Jim Connor, uh, shoot, like the Jim Connor grid stuff. Over, yeah. it's gonna be like that. So it's gonna be like a, I won't say obstacle course. But, type. but there's obstacles there. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, you're not gonna have to jump anything or anything, but like, go around this barrier, zoom up to this one, do a drift around this turn, go around this barrier this figure eight and then like it's going to be like he describes it as a heads up drag race autocross drift series okay so i may get into some of that uh just for um you know always seat time but also just to kind of get my name out there more um be involved in more than just east 10 so there's that, but other than that, I mean, East End's just, it's home, so it's hard for me to justify traveling way away to do an event when I've got them here in my backyard. Yeah. So. Is, uh, is that guy local to you? Uh, yeah, I mean, he lives over in Nashville, so he's like two and a half, three hours away. That's not bad. And it's going to be like a, it's going to be like a Tennessee, Kentucky series, so. It'll be pretty fun. Definitely different. I don't know how I'm going to set the car up. If I'm going to set it up differently or just leave it full blown drift and hope that I can autocross it like that. Yep. Hey, man, can you hang on one second? UPS is here. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's all good. No, they're not car parts, unfortunately. Oh. I know. I know. It's, uh... 
That stuff's totally. on hold right now until after the holidays. <laughs> Having a kid in a house is not cheap. Yeah. I oh. know about the house part. I don't know about the kid part yet. I don't even own this fucking house, but it's expensive just to live here, so... It, well, it's uh, California. It's expensive to live in California. Yeah, I know. I pay like 2500 bucks for like a two-bedroom house. <gasps> yep. Double, almost double my mortgage for a <laughs> Please don't three remind. Bedroom. Please do not remind me. We're like we want to buy, but it's like fuck. The down payment alone would just just can't handle it. Yeah, luckily over here there's like great home buying programs. Like we bought a house with what they call like a rural development loan. So because the houses in a certain area that's considered a rural area they have a special loan with like we didn't put any money down for our house damn you i mean we we paid like closing costs but we didn't have to pay anything down so but i doubt that they have stuff like that in california because it's how populated it is yeah it's it's ridiculous here Unless, uh, like, I obviously I lived here my whole life, so I know, like, certain ways around traffic. But then again, that's just other traffic. Right. It's just not as bad as, like, staying on the freeway the whole time to move fucking a mile every 20 minutes. Yeah. It, we don't have that here. Yeah. 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 Uh, it must be nice. But it's all I know, yeah. so I can't really complain too much. <laughs> like, I, like, some people will be like, I fucking hate traffic. I'm like... Have you ever lived anywhere else? They're like, no. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. It's all it's, you know. I would lose my mind. Yeah, and then, like, so, like, over here we have, like, um, so obviously L.A. traffic is a lot worse than a lot of other places. Mm-hmm. But some people will be, like, they live in east of L.A., which is, like, 60 miles, I want to say, give or take a few, um, in, like, the Riverside area. But anybody mm-hmm. who's ever, like, had to drive on the going towards Riverside, like on this one freeway, it's fucking worse than LA. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like that shit's worse. And like uh, over there, like in like the, um, I, I guess like the suburb areas, mm. they have like s- six to eight lane wide streets. And those are packed. Wow. And LA just has like four lane wide. If you're lucky. Yeah, I'm like you guys are bitching about that, but you guys have a lot more room out there, and you still have just as much traffic. So it's just weird. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'll... No yeah, you just pay a lot more to live in LA, unfortunately. <laughs> but alrighty then, man. Is there anything uh, we did not cover? Oh shit, I got actually got good fucking questions for once. Thank you, listeners. Sweet. Yeah, dude. Uh, I was actually fucking impressed and thankful. I was worried that you dude, weren't going to get any questions for that. <laughs> dude, sometimes I get some, like, dumb-ass questions, and I'm like, ugh. And, and not to, like... What color is your hair? Yeah. Like, do you pee standing up or sitting down when you're drunk? Like, it's like, come on. Um, so, they JJ... What? So they don't even ask if you get drunk. They just want to know how you act when you're drunk. Exactly. Uh, so I got JJ Slides who asked, sway bars and what size? Oh, 
yes, we have sway bars. Size, I cannot remember. Are they stock or are they aftermarket? No, they're upgraded. They're from UUC. Whatever size they sell, it's their upgraded sway bar set. I don't remember what size they are. That's oh. been we bought those like three years ago. Oh shit! Sweet. Um, are they thicker? Do you think or softer? Yeah, no, yeah. they're definitely thicker. Um, I, I haven't done the research, but I'm trying to find out if thicker is. I will tell you better right now or worse. What? And then uh, so I got another one. Or actually, you can go ahead and tell me that information. So the sway bar set that I have. Uh, it is a 23 in the front and 20 in the rear. Millimeters? Yeah. Got it. I got another one from Drifter Gone Wild asking what differential is he using? Uh, 391. Now, I was doing a 315. Bad idea. Don't do that. What did those come in, the 391s? Uh, 391s came in, uh, I think that some of the automatic convertible cars, E36s had them. That's what I got mine out of. Um, I went to a European junkyard and found a convertible E36, and I think it has to be an automatic, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I went to real OEM and Googled, or I Googled the part number for a 391 diff, I went to real OEM, typed that part number in, and it tells you what cars that diff came in. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. What's that called again? Real, well, it's for BMWs, so I don't but know. That, how I know, well but some people might find it informational. I never heard of it. RealOEM.com. I know. Everyone yeah. else is going to be like, how have you never heard of that? You're fucking dumb? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's got like, once you get into the site, it's kind of hard to get into, but once you... It's like click here to enter the BMW catalog, and then once you get in there, you can pick your series and then go through the diagrams and find exactly what part you're looking for, and it gives you a part number. And then you can actually like back up. You can copy that part number back up to the part number search, and then once you search that, it tells you every car that that part number is listed on. Oh, shit. Nice. So that's yeah, always been my right-hand man when it comes to finding parts dude that's awesome that's definitely useful information um okay last question is going to be from ryan dretz ryan dretz who was previously um a guest on this episode actually i want to get him back on now that i think about it he had a he had to replace his whole car nice or his chassis rather he tried to straighten it out and it just it started like some bad shit started happening i guess started ripping apart um wait is this what does he go by on Instagram? Ryan Drutz. Oh, okay. He he runs this the um the Spec D series in Canada. Okay. Yeah. Uh he asks, what inspired you to get into drifting? Um I would say the ability it takes to drive a car that is out of control, but keep it under control. Um, that feeling alone is after taking a ride and doing it for the first time. That's what I fell in love with. Um, just showing the skill that you can have 
to do that and all of the ways that you can achieve doing that like in drifting not there's not one person that has the same setup because your driving style is different or the way that the car handles is different so being able to make a car do exactly what you want it to do when you're sideways is what I really like about it. So essentially like car control, like just yeah, owning like it. The kinda. car control aspect of it is what I really like. It, um, you've been in like ride-alongs before? Yeah. I've never been on one. How did that go? Was that like your first experience with drifting? Or did you... Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I did a ride-along. It was back in like 2012 or 2013. Mm-hmm. And then from there, like I bought a car wanted to get into it but it was at the time I was a full-time student in college and working full-time and decided to move out on my own so <laughs> oh shit <laughs> so you're super to, busy huh I had to buy furniture for my house so I had to sell the car that I was potentially making my drift car um so I couldn't do it at that time so that kind of fell flat and then at, at one of the events I was it was before that, but I, I asked that guy, hey, or I actually posted on Facebook, anybody want to let me drive their car in the upcoming event, I'll pay you. And somebody said, if you pay my entry fee to drive, we I'll let you co-drive with me. So I got to drive some other guy's car before I bought my car. Nice. What kind of um, car was it? It was a FC Arc 7. Sweet. So, but yeah, I mean, after I, after I rode... I was like, yeah, you know, this is pretty cool. I'd like to uh, possibly get into this. But as soon as I drove, it was on. Like, ain't no turning back now. So, since then, I've been really wanting to get into it. But it wasn't until 2017 that I was actually able to afford it. So, uh, of course, I saw the Tokyo Drift movies, which everybody has. And that definitely inspired me. But that's kind of like one of those things where you're like, eh, that's a movie. It's not real. Uh, like when I first found out about drifting, uh, was basically a fucking, a trailer for Tokyo Drift. And yeah. then th- remember when Discovery Channel was like real fucking big in like 2000, when, whenever that movie came out it was like 2003. Yeah. This is when they had like, uh, Orange County Choppers and shit like that. I remember I, I saw something on there and I remember seeing Von Gittin Jr., Chris Forsberg, I don't remember the fucking dude's name, but he drove the uh, 69 Falcon Camaro. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, my first experience, like, seeing drifting. And then I saw some, like, I think it was Team Orange. And the only reason I say I think is because I remember all the cars were orange and they were doing, they were drifting around some, like, you know those those yellow poles that they put up for, in, like, parking lots and shit? They were, yeah. they were drifting around that. And then that's kind of how I found it. I don't remember anything that they said. Um, that's kind of how I kind of like fell into it. And then I never, ever followed it again <laughs> as heavily as I did as when I finally bought a ticket to go to, uh, formula drift in long beach in like 2015. Yeah. And then that's when uh, I was like, bam. So crazy. Stuck. Like I used to see that, uh, what was that, uh, channel that, that formula drift used to come on way back when is, was speed? it like mad TV or something? It wasn't speed. Was it speed TV, spike TV? I don't know. It used to come on like really late, and I watched it, and I had it's so weird because I had like no interest in it, and I don't know if it was just like quality, 
or because I had no idea what they were doing or just because I didn't know enough about cars, but I had no interest in it at all until like I started getting into it and then it started like kicking off. It's crazy. I think back, I'm like, I had no interest in that. But now I can't stop thinking about it. Now look at you. Tra- you fucking yeah, trapped. Now it's all Matt's fault that you didn't get your Pro 2 license because <laughs> he didn't win that oh, battle. Oh, man. I can't blame him. I didn't tell him. I didn't tell him. Like, I knew going into it. Like, when, I, when Nick Novak knocked me out, like, me and Nick went up against each other in top eight. Uh-huh. So I had to beat Nick in order to get that Pro license. Like, I was sitting third coming into round four, and Nick mm. was in fifth. So I'm, we had added up all the points before the round, and I was like, okay, whatever I do, I have to beat Nick in order to stay up in top three. I don't care where Matt finishes because I don't care if I get second or third as long as I get my Pro 2 license. Well, me and Nick go up against each other, and I'm like, okay, got to beat him. That's all there is to it. I have to beat him. So we go up against each other, and he beats me. I mean, not taking anything away from his driving abilities, but my car was sucking. Like It was like it was fuel cutting. When I would go around a turn, like on the bank, it was a right-hand bank. And as soon as I initiated, it started fuel cutting. And then like, <laughs> we went to the infield. And it was fine. I jumped. I sucked back up on his door, and then as soon as we hit a right-hander again, fuel cut. Like fuel cut so hard that I was to the floor, and it straightened out. Like dropped below like 3,000 RPM, and it straightened out, and like cost me my Pro 2 license. So it was technically my fault. But so once we lost that, I was like, okay, well now it's going to come down to how far Nick goes. Well, Nick goes to the finals with Matt. And I'm like, oh, man, we added up the points while this was all happening. And we narrowed it down to Matt has got to win this. But I didn't tell him because I didn't want him to get in his head. You know, because, I mean, if somebody told me, hey, man, my Pro 2 license is riding on you winning, I would probably be more nervous than if you wouldn't tell me. So I didn't say anything. I did tell his mom, though, um, while we were waiting. <laughs> I was like, hey, yeah, by the way. Win this. I said, I want you to know that I'm more of a fan of your son right now than you are. Because if he wins, I get my Pro 2 license as well as he does. And if he loses, I don't get mine, but he gets his. <laughs> so, but it's all good. I mean, he didn't know. And besides, I mean, like I said, it, uh, another year of Pro-Am is not going to hurt me. I mean, it's more seat time, more experience. I, I didn't expect to do as well as I did the first year so that was kind of a surprise in itself so i can't be mad at how i placed yeah do you think oh damn sorry i was ready to hang up but uh do you think you're gonna do better next year just because of like now that you're more comfortable do you think you've kind of gotten over that like that nervous kind of state or do you think that's stuck with you and it's something you're always going to battle no i think uh i mean it, it did get better throughout the season so i think next year it will be a little bit better just because of the experience that I had. Maybe um, no maybe one, get some what, round one jitters? Yeah, I, I definitely. I mean, shoot, I still get jitters when we go out for grassroots events until I get to the track and go out for my first lap. Really? I'm fine. Yeah, it's just, it's, and, and when oh, we go out so... for grassroots events, it's not like I'm nervous, like something's going to go wrong. It's, I'm excited, like. 
Okay. I'm so excited that my nerves are just killing me. Like I, I don't eat breakfast before events because I can't. My stomach says no, don't. I'm ready to get out on the track, but I have a thing about fucking McDonald's before a track day. Like I'll go buy breakfast, but I won't eat it until twelve o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you know, I always hit McDonald's. I don't know why. Yeah. So. Because you can always yeah, find one. I think it'll. Uh, I think the nerves will calm down a little bit for season two of Pro Am. So. Good. Well, man. Good luck next year, dude. I there's, certainly there's, appreciate it. Uh, you better fucking get it, man. You can't come in fourth one year and then not get it the next. <laughs> you can't. Well, uh, that that means uh, aren't is Pro Two going to Sonoma next year? Uh, I don't fucking remember. I don't think so. I think it was. Uh, I, thought, I thought they were running out in Cali. No, it was maybe. Uh, I I honestly don't remember. It, probably, but I do yeah, remember seeing St. Louis. I do remember seeing. Oh no! I think they're going to E Town. Well, they switched. And yeah. Uh, and oh yeah, it is Sonoma. Maybe it is Sonoma. I think that's the one I'm gonna hit next year. Um, so yeah, I mean, two years from now, if I'm pro two and I go out to Sonoma, maybe I'll see you there. Um, yeah, that would be fucking awesome. Uh, I I want to do an out of state event. Um, an FD one, obviously, just cause yeah. like just to kind of like know the experience. But I've always wanted to go to the East Coast. Um, since I've been to the South before, like I've been to Atlanta, I've been to Texas is still the South. Um, I think I want to go to E-Town if I can, but I just don't see that happening. Like with the budget for drifting and stuff like that. Cause then I'm also going to Hawaii next year, which is like my first vacation ever. I've never been on a vacation before. My really? Girlfriend... Yeah. I grew up poor, man. <laughs> I didn't start making money. You and... can't go on vacation to... Oh no no, no. we 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 grew up poor poor. Um, I didn't start making money until like a couple of years ago, like when my career finally took off. Wow! And I finally got tired of. Uh, I'm gonna hit you up, and we're gonna go on vacation together. Uh, you know, I'm going to Hawaii in April. My girlfriend's like, "Come on, you gotta do it," and I was like, "All right, how much is it?" And then she told me, and I was like, "That's how much I spend on a weekend for drifting." Yeah. Dude, if you get a chance to go on a cruise, that is the best money you can spend for vacation. Actually, she told me the same thing. She's been vacation. She's we're we're thirty, so she's been always into vacation and stuff like that. Like that's what she spends her money on. And then she went on a cruise finally, like this year. She was like, "That was the probably one of the best times I've had." Like she went yeah. to like the Bahamas or not the Bahamas, like the Cayman Islands, and then like Jamaica or some shit like that during that cruise. Uh-huh. And I could be wrong because I don't know where places are. Um, and she, she was on a boat. Yeah, she was on a boat. That's all I know. <laughs> and uh, she said that it was probably like the most fun she had because like everything was all inclusive. She didn't have to pay right. for shit. Like she spent like the one time of like what five hundred bucks to go somewhere. Yeah, and like, then just my got wife drunk and I all weekend. Just booked one for March, and for both of us to go, it's like taxes and gratuity included. It's going to be like a thousand or eleven hundred bucks. Jesus. Yeah. So it's super, it's like for what you get for the money that you spend, it's hard to beat it. Like, yeah, I know. I keep hearing that, but this race car isn't running yet. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I told her one trip a year. 
I was like, I'll, I'll give you that. Because yeah. I want to take my son places too, you know. I want to give him more than I had growing up. Like, not that I was neglected, but, you know, we didn't. We definitely didn't go on fu- to fucking Hawaii. So, yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, but we'll see. Racing is still, yeah. like, a big thing for me, and, like, they're cool with it, so. Yeah, that's okay. always a plus. Yep. She's like, just give me one trip a year, and I'll leave you alone. I was like, all right, deal. <laughs> so she's she's actually going to New York this weekend. Well, see, what's that? It works. There you go. Now I'll go ahead and order your dog box. <laughs> With what? <laughs> <laughs> Hopes and dreams? No, man. Just gonna so rebuild. Give her one. a trip. Uh uh-uh. uh But alrighty then, man. You have a good night, sir. Um, again, best of luck. And just, there's no reason you shouldn't get it next year. I appreciate it, man. And uh, uh, have good fun. luck on your uh, podcast fun. stuff, man. It looks like it's kicking off pretty good. So it's doing all right. Uh, I finally uh, fucking caved in and started following a whole bunch of people to like let them know like there's a podcast that exists about this stuff, and yeah, it's kind of helping. But <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but alrighty, man. Thank you, sir. All right. Thanks, man. Have a good night. Bye.